Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 53 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we have you stopper extraordinaire Louis Louis Rogers, that's right, he's on and he's talking December Golden Gloves Awards, influences, Gary Elphick's impact since taking over and developing as a keeper. Also on the show we have a roundup of the week that only the SBTS Fan Roundtable can provide. Enjoy, Hastings fans. And now over to our top stopper himself, Louis Rogers. Hey, Louis. Thank you for this, Pleasure Louis. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Before we start with anything, obviously you just won the uh, Goal Leader Month Award. Um, yeah. So you're getting, you're getting gloves. What are they? Are they proper yeah. proper top gloves or are we talking about snide ones from Sports Direct? What are we talking about here? Yeah, no, pro- proper gloves. So uh the one basically the one the ones Begovic wears, he's got his own own keeper uh glove brand. Oh. Um, I think they, they sponsor the league's golden glove award. So um they're now they're they top gloves. I do like them. So oh lovely. So you're gonna be like stylizing them, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I'm gonna try and get try and get pack. a colorway that matches the kit and that. So Oh, nice. We have the wonderful Louis Rogers, who saves everything. So, Louis, <laughs> you started at Eastbourne Borough, yeah? Eastbourne Borough Academy, yeah? Yeah, yeah. and that correct, was with yeah. a gentleman that we all know as Aggie, English Jose, yeah? yeah? So, you've <laughs> had a long, long, long time with, with Aggie. First of all, that first yeah. when you first started off with him, what was he like? Has he changed much over the years, is what I'm asking, before we crack into your career? I don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't really changed much. He's always, or, or, he's always been the same up to me, like especially to me and stuff like that. I remember the first time we met, we was in Austria on a pre-season tour. He, as he come in, it was when the old managers, um, Jay Lovett and Matt Bubbs were on their way out. So yeah, Aggie come in and obviously I think some of the boys that lived in Hastings and Bexhill knew who he was. I didn't know who he was at the time, but um, but now we got along straight away. I liked the way he managed. He liked the way I played. So you, so you eat Eastbourne Borough, and you're, you, did, you know, you obviously you're learning your trade. Um, yeah, you understudy to Lewis Carey, and you got your big chance in an FA Cup game because Lewis got That's injured. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I seem to remember you, you actually, you actually went about and won that game. What was that whole experience like? Oh, first proper men's game of football. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what was going through my head when I when I saw. Because obviously I've, I've been on the bench a few times before that and in, in my head I never thought, like, because I think I, I can't remember, I think I was 16 at the time, I never thought I'd get the chance to sort of play there. And I remember when, like, unfortunately, Lewis went down injured, the manager at the time came over and like, I think I was I was just in a bit of shock like, to see that he was injured and like, in my head like, trying to process that I, I could be coming on. Yeah. I think I'd come on and straight away I had, uh, had a goal kick. And like at the time that was a bit of pressure like to, just to make sure that the first thing I'd done but I'd done it properly, mm. but I didn't mess up anything like that because obviously no one had seen me play before and I just obviously I wanted to obviously make sure that the boys in front of me trusted me, even mm. though I was only 16, that we could go and win the game. And we did, so yeah. that was yeah. a good day. So moving on from that, Louis, you then went to Eastbourne Town to look for some first-team football, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and you were, is it Nestling? Who was the goalie there? It was, oh, yeah, great. it was great, great Nestling at the time, yeah. So you were, you understudy to him for, for a time. I mean, what was, it, was there anything yeah. you learned from him? Did you work together closely? Yeah, we used to. It was me, Greg, 
and obviously Rog, Roger, he was our goalie coach and yeah, he had been about, he had played that his whole career at this sort of level. So he, he knew he knew things that I didn't know and I, I sort of learnt things off him as well as Roger. What, what were those sort of things though? Was it like the liberties that a forward will take or little things to pick up um, on? I think the main thing was decision-making. Like obviously going from playing academy football to men's football, obviously like, the pace of the game is so much quicker, mm. like, shots are harder. There's People do things that you don't see like when you're playing academy. But I think the main thing was decision-making. I think you've got to understand the game, the men's game, for, like early on. Yeah. Was it like reading things in advance? You know, like... Yeah. Yeah. So how like, situations can... Yeah. Obviously not being naive and, and rushing things if we're one in like, like seeing a game out. Because obviously at the end of the day, it's, you're fighting for points in the league. It's a lot more competitive as well in men's football. Um, so it's just about understanding the game. That was the biggest like difference from like, I had to learn in men's football. But luckily, obviously, like you said, I was understudied to 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 obviously Lewis Carey and Greg Nesson. So it was two keepers that that knew what they were doing, and they helped me a, a lot on the, along the way as well. One of your highlights was you 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 played uh, against Wits was it Whitstable in the cup? Yeah, yeah. You managed um, to pull off a few. Uh, I do believe is it. Th- was it free? Free penalties? Uh, free saves? Yeah, free. Yeah, because you're not bad at saving penalties. Nah, I've, well, the last couple I haven't been able to save, but yeah, I've, I've got. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think I just I've just been lucky. Just guessed right. Made sure that I've committed one side. At the end of the day, if I save it, I save it. And luckily, I have. I've done uh, for a decent amount. But yeah, no, it's always it's always nice to save a penalty. Yeah, I mean, like with you, like even yeah. when. I know, obviously, Bamba got that goal. Yeah. Uh, and I was, you know, we're us, us fans, and I know we're biased anyway, so everyone's going to say yeah. that. But we always think you're going to save it. Yeah. I mean, what is it with the penalties? Just going off track here, with the penalties, is it a trigger movement? What is it that you, you, you do save more than you don't? So it's like, yeah. you know, what is it, do you think? Is there any like dead giveaways that these forwards do? I don't know. It's, it's I don't know whether it's instinct or whether, mm. or whether I, I read sort of people, but... Some some penalty takers before before they're sort of like when they put the ball down, some of them will sort of, they'll look at where they're going that they won't they won't like take their eyes off it and I sort of I pick that up but I try not to make it too obvious for them yeah. to them to think that I know where they're going sort of thing but, um, <laughs> and as well in in like the split second of when they're when they're doing their run up mm. there's there's little Good things. Feature. I might be might be completely wrong, but there's little things that I, I think are making them go one way or yeah. the other. And it's like the magic circle with the uh, magicians. Yeah. You can't give it or give away too much. So it could be some forwards watching here. The um, yeah yeah. So after Eastbourne Town, you were obviously lured over to Hastings. Yeah. Now that happened. Was that was that um, Aggie? In your ear, or was that? Obviously, you wanted to make that step up. You didn't want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so obviously, I wanted wanted to obviously like, progress in, in my career. I think, yeah, because I think uh, Hinch was in charge. Uh, Worthen's manager, yeah, their current manager. He was in charge at the time, and obviously, Aggie called me over. I think, yeah, I played. There was another keeper, Josh Pellin was there. Was yeah, he was yeah. there for a while, and then obviously it was. Um, oh, blah, I can't can't remember what was his name. Charlie, yeah, Charlie Erlock. Yeah, so Josh Josh Pelling was there, 
Yeah. And you did you, I mean, you didn't really, you were just the understudy then. Yeah. So I think in, um, in the last pre-season game of that first season, I went there. I can't remember who we were playing against, but I had a knock to my knee. I think I hyperextended my knee slightly. Nothing that major or anything like that. But I remember I was in crutches for a month. I was out for a couple of months. But obviously, I was gutted because I, I thought I had a good pre-season as well. Mm. And then when I was fit again, just, just trying to get back into it. Yeah, did. then you got some time. I think that they'd get you to dual register at Upfield, wouldn't it? That's it, yeah. yeah, and, so, yeah. As well as playing the under-23s for Hastings yeah. as well, weren't you? Yeah, so, so yeah. I think... Yeah, I was playing like one or two games a week of upfield and then 23s were playing as well once a week. So I was getting like three games a week, which I loved at the time. Like just football, football, football. Um, just getting back into it. Because I, I, having like two months off, I hate I hate not playing football. Yeah. Like even off-season in the summer, I hate it. Obviously, I'll try and play football as much as I can if it's done the, done the 3G of my mates and that. But mm. You don't like yeah. standing goal. You like running out as well, didn't you? So yeah. I'm sure... It- yeah. Lots of the fan, lots of fans I've spoken to, they're like, actually, you know what? Let him run out with it. So I mean, fullback, yeah. <laughs> goalie, goalie, fullback. With the upfield, the time at upfield. I mean, how how do you feel that helped with with playing the twenty threes? I mean, was was the coaching staff always in your ear that that we, you know, we're with you on this? Yes, you're at upfield, but your time will come. Again, it was more obviously just getting more as much first team experience as I could. So obviously, when I with the twenty threes games, obviously we was playing like the Hastings way, like playing out, and then on the other side of it, I was learning to deal with the physical side of things in county league football, like with upfield, yeah. like a very physical league. Like I was getting bashed about every week. Obviously, I'm not the tallest, so but like I was a target sort of thing, whether it's corners or anything like that. So um, growing up, sort of really, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, get, becoming more physical, like dealing with that physical side of it. Yeah, I mean, with the 23s, you won the cup, didn't you? I'm yeah, sure you yeah, yeah, did, yeah. I mean, who was in, the, at the time, who was in that 23s team? I know Sammy and Dicko, they they played in that final with us. You had George Taggart, who's now at Salt Dean, who was at Hastings for a while. People like Tyler Scrafton, I believe Kane Penn was there, who's obviously still here now. Brad Pritchard, but it's ages ago. I've got a picture on my phone somewhere, I have to have a look. Some point. Yeah. No. I, sorry, I caught you out there. I, I, I should have done. I should have done that research, mate. The, the, uh, <laughs> you you got one of the things that a highlight from Upfield was you got into kind of local media and that because of a cup run. Like you you had a you performed particularly well uh, and kept yeah. them in a lot of games. Do do you think that was the thing that kind of? I mean, obviously Aggie taking charge as well might have helped. But like, yeah. do you think that was the final thing to just say? Actually, we need to give this boy a chance. Because he's, he, he, you know, he's tearing it up. This, this, this lad, this, this Louis lad's got talent. He needs to be in our team. Do you think that was what, what did it? Maybe, oh, yeah. Know. Obviously, I, I was doing well, sort of at Upfield. So, whether or not, I, what, I the, what the main oh, reason right. Aggie, Aggie brought me back for, but um, I mean, yeah. Obviously, hopefully, obviously, it was to give us, give me a chance, and I obviously took the chance, and here yeah, now. Because obviously, not not a lot of us had heard of you before. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. obviously, Charlie was there. And, yeah. and I mean, was it expected or unexpected that he moved on? I mean, did you have much communication with him? Did you work with him much? With Charlie? Mm. Wasn't there with him long when I joined back up again? Because I think he went in the summer. or he went, Yeah, so he went at the end of that season. But I, I, I got along with Charlie really well. In, pre, in the off-season, I think it was a couple of years ago, we all met up, uh, me, Charlie and a few other keepers. Oh, nice. Uh, we'd done a few sessions over the summer just to keep ourselves ticking over. 
uh, being a keeper, there's not a lot of stuff that you can do either by yourself or with your mates other than just like shots, for example. So yeah. It's nice that there was a few of us keepers, so we could work on that specific things. But um, I yeah, got along really well with Charlie. But yeah, obviously he moved on. I think he, he moved up to Hitchin, didn't he? Yeah. I think, and I think he's got a place up there now. Right. Well, then you took over. Yeah. And you've made the shirt your own. Yeah. No one's dropping you now, mate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> obviously, we had the COVID season where we were superb throughout that season. Yeah. And, well, I still... And flummoxed how they worked that out that that yeah. season where we played most of their games. I mean, your I mean your your thoughts on on that season really? Yeah, I I remember I remember when we found out that they were going to like void the season. I was, I was gutted. Oh, we pretty much played a full season. I think we had a few yeah. games left. Uh, we were clear top. I think yeah. I can't remember it completely, but we might have had a game in hand or something. Oh, it was um, at least a few games in hand. Yeah, 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 and. I don't know. Obviously, I think the league, like the clubs decide, didn't they? Everyone had a vote and I think everyone was just against us sort of thing. Just don't, don't let us get promoted. But I don't know. But it, it was gutting because obviously if things had worked out differently, obviously if, if COVID hadn't been around, then obviously who yeah. knows what we could have been now. But at the end of the day, obviously it's happened and we've we got to move on from it and yeah. do right this season now. So Obviously, there was the, the, the season after that got cut off. Yeah, um, ten games in the same, wasn't it? Yeah, silly. I don't know. I know. Well, but let's go to this season. I mean, first of all, obviously we had that 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 really good cup run. Yeah. Any any particular highlights from that? Yeah, Chippenham. Like, yeah. The whole whole experience of travelling up and up for it. I sort of sort of what you're experiencing, what a professional footballer experiences all the time, sort of thing. Like they're travelling to games, hotels, and then preparing for the game like in a pop way rather than travelling miles on the day sort of thing to, yeah. to turn up and play sort of thing but yeah like it, the whole like experience and uh, chipping them and even Maidenhead I know obviously the result didn't go away but the whole atmosphere the like the pitches the standard of football like the fact that we brought our level to them sort of thing was mm. was good to see and uh, it, it's, it's good experience all round it was a hard to get a beer after the game at Maidenhead for some reason, but yeah, that's another, about yeah, it. There's no, that's another story. And then let, let's move on to Aggie going. Um, yeah. You can understand why he's gone, you know, in terms of his own yeah. career and yeah. Um, yeah. progression. I mean, I know you touched on that about the 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 the, the lore of fresh, that higher up level with the, yeah. the preparation and things like that, and the, the more time you've got and to focus on your own game and not. Traveling and yeah, yeah. other things, yeah. All that, obviously, I said to him, obviously, all the best and everything like that. Obviously, because mm. obviously, in his like personal development sort of things, going up the going up the leagues is 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 good like for his career. Um, it was just obviously a shock for us because obviously, in our, in all our minds, we all thought like he wasn't going to leave, like we we're going to win the league altogether, sort of thing, and and, yeah. and work our way up that way. It was just a shock, really. But no, it was it was all left on on good terms and stuff like yeah. that. So it was all it was all sweet. So yeah, Aggie goes. Was it easy for Gary to just switch? Obviously, he's a dressing room leader, and yeah. uh, he's quite vocal. Yeah, yeah, um, he's he's always been a leader. And when Aggie was there, sort of thing, our little our team huddles and stuff like that. Gaz was always the one speaking, always sort of like pumping us up as well. And I think it was just an, it was an easy decision for him to take over. I think it had to be, it had to be within the dressing room, like our new manager, just because yeah. of like, obviously the group of players that we were that we had and. 
obviously the progress we made over the last couple of years, I think it had to be, it was only right that it was someone like Gaz uh, to come in. And I think like, he's done a, he's done a like, brilliant job so far. So, Yeah, what, what, what is he, is it just an organisational thing? We could just say Finn O'Mara coming in. Was, was there any d- distinct difference that he, that from, say, from what Aggie was, was the blueprint um, for Aggie to, to what Gary's doing? The style of play we're playing, um, we're, we're trying to play out when we can, which is still like obviously the main thing. But I think with Gaz is sometimes it will be a bit more like it will be a specific style of play, or like if if things aren't going our way, it will be clear like what we're going to do the next half. Or like for example, like even against VCD on Saturday, for example, yeah. obviously what what Gaz and John and Meany had said to me was I had like obviously different options, but. It was. I think it was clearer as to if they were pressing what options I had and if they were dropping off what options I had. So I think mm. it was playing out, going over the top, round the sides, etc. Both both tactics were brilliant, sort of thing. So I can't fault both of them. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of one of the big changes I thought was we'd started getting niggling injuries in defence, and I didn't think that had helped us in the first part of the season, and that seemed to impact on everyone. I mean, we were so used to being a very tight defence. Yeah. Um, I think that the fact with Finn O'Mara coming in, I, I think he's just a monster. And yeah. um, it seemed to have immediately helped with a lot of your decision-making. Like you, from, And I'm only just a fan, so please tell me when I, if yeah. I'm wrong. That you, you seem to be a lot more comfortable with the defence that were around you. You were very committed. Like if you were coming out, you were coming straight out. You would, yeah. particularly, you know, you go uh, catching for, catching on the corners and things like that or, or clearing those... I mean, what, how do you, how do you, what, what's Finn's impact on that defence? I think it's like his calmness. Like he, he looks so, he looks so chilled on the ball. Like whether he's defending or whether he's defending off the ball or he's got the ball at his feet, like he looks chilled. He looks comfortable, and I think that sort of that rubs off for me because then if I know that obviously my centre half's in front of me, like they're if they're comfortable and they're they're happy, sort of thing, then like, then it, it makes me feel more comfortable and mm. and, and, and happier. So. <laughs> Like, I, I, I didn't realise when he first came out, I didn't realise how old he was. I didn't realise he was younger. He's a year younger than me, but I thought, because of his size, and I thought... Yeah, you think he's younger. not, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously, like, as it, how he is as a defender, I thought, yeah, I thought he was older because he's a really good defender, so... Yeah, he, yeah. he does seem to play with an older head, you know, like, he seems yeah. to... Yeah, he doesn't... If he, if he if he's got to go, he's no messing about, he's get, getting rid of it, he's, he, knows, he knows what he's doing, so it's good to have that in front of me, sort of thing. It makes me feel better. More, more relaxed, if that makes sense, sort of thing, knowing that their decision making is correct, and obviously, and then it helps me in my decision making, whether it's coming for a ball or letting them deal with it. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll talk about the VCD game quickly. I think you pulled off a couple of cracking, well, at, at least two cracking saves yeah. uh, in a, a game that we quite easily could have lost. You know, that they, they were they obviously they got like Bamba. It I mean, hard to break down. It'd yeah, give him any, give him any space, and he's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that game it annoys me. That game, just official wise, but I'm not going to go into it too much. Yeah, yeah, you can't go into it, but I can. Yeah, there's a there's, you, yeah, you can. Yeah, I can. I mean, you're but you, fans are biased. Yeah, there's no way yeah. they're not right. But I, I remember it was. I think it was for the second goal, the challenge in midfield that they gave. That they against, got the free kick for. Yeah, and yeah. it was like you are having an absolute like that is. Yeah, it was just. I noticed there was a few calls coming from the linesman. Yeah, think, I'm not sure if it was was it first. I think it was first half, and the linesman wasn't looking. Like he he would give one thing, you weren't looking, and then he's giving something out, and it's like you're 
you're you're going on reaction. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I think mean, it was the same for the penalty. Yeah, I think the ref went on reaction. Well, I mean, I, w- I was asking their goalie because we were behind their goal, and like, yeah. um, I, I, what was the pen for, mate? I was asked genuinely. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know. Yeah. I mean, he says, "Yeah, it's pen." No one's arguing, and I'm like, "Okay, but do you know what it's format?" Card, and he, he didn't know. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think the thing that got me was because he didn't even give Finnegan a card, and I think if he had actually seen, if it, if it was if he's given the pen off his own like view, yeah. Finn would have been yellow carded, but the fact that he didn't give him yellow card just shows me that he went off reaction, didn't know what happened, and he's just he's gone like he's gone with that. But at the end of the day, it's what it is. But yeah, yeah, no, that was yeah a little bit annoying. I mean, um, yeah. yeah, some of the standouts this season. I mean, I think you know we've we obviously got some of the younger lads in on uh, Marcus and Finn, and and I mean obviously Tom is um oh, he's you know he glides with the ball. Yeah. I mean. You've also got Dicko, who's, you know, you know, he wasn't always in, and now he's. I think he's having. I mean, I think he's been fabulous the last few games. Yeah. Dicko. Yeah, he's he's solid. Like, he, like yeah, him in midfield, he's solid. Like, he gets stuck in. He does. He covers every blade of grass. Like, his, his stats at the end of the game. Like, he, he runs a lot. He, he does a lot for the team, and it's it's, it's big for us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, Popey. Yeah, um, and now obviously he's a dad, so yeah. he's he's you know he's getting all those wake ups now, and he's and he's throwing still, defenders around still. Yeah, he's still throwing everyone about, still performing well. Yeah, yeah, fair play to him. But I no sleep and still managed to run around the pitch for ninety minutes. So Unbelievable. I mean, who's your favourites in the team? Is there any ones that you knock about with, or is there anyone? Any of, any of the lads in the team that um, are good for banter? Yeah, I mean, I get, I get along with everyone. A lot of the boys are Hastings boys. So obviously, I'm from Eastbourne. Um, so I've got oh, a I little class school. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got me, Ryan, Popey and Nori. Uh, so a little class school. So we obviously all travel up together all the time. A bit of banter in the car and stuff like that. I'm always there and back. But yeah, uh, I think that's, like, that's car school number like five now. I've had so many different car schools that I've been a part of like from obviously players that have come and gone like Jake as well like last season he was but, yeah. a big hole he was a big hole once he left because you know we were used to that player that come in who just up that right hand side yeah and Tom's Tom's took over I, I think he's making that his own now what, what's your thoughts on that Louis yeah I mean before obviously when TC was playing out on the wing or up front like, it was I know, in my head I think like, he's you would never think to put him as a right back. Um, and I think when, when Gaz did stick him right back one game, we like, I was like, like, like you said, oh, just glide. I don't know if he does it. Like, I couldn't do it myself. If I was running, I'd loot, I would have lost it straight away. But he, you know, I don't know. He just, it's simple, simple gliding, but he, he, he does it like really well. Well, I don't want to go back to that VCD game. I think he got hard done by. There was a few that went in on him that I thought that uh, the ref should have picked up on. But yeah. Yeah. Sounding bitter here. Gary Elfrick, manager of the month. Yep. Uh, Louis Louis Rogers, goalie of the month. So when you win it next month, do you <laughs> get a different set of gloves, Louis? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. 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 I think it's it's obviously it's per award, so yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But, hopefully. You know what I'm going to ask you, right? First of all, is it is it going to be our season this year? Yeah. It's going to be our season. Yeah. Too. Our season. 
yeah. this last season. We, 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 we're going to smash it this year, aren't we? Right. Yeah. Uh, any last thoughts out to those Hastings fans that are going to watch this? Thank, thank you, everyone. Obviously, your commitment week in, week out. Obviously, coming to every, all the games, breaking the record on Saturday, 2017, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, keep doing what you're doing because obviously it helps us massively. How loud you lot are on a Saturday or a Tuesday, no matter where we are, sort of thing. It, it drives us, it pushes us on. So, uh, thank you. And um, and we'll go again on, on Saturday. So, appreciate every one of you. Yeah. Louis, just quickly, your song, you, you don't mind it? Yeah, no, I like it. No, yeah. No. Right, just so someone asked me about that. They said, well, what do you think of the song? I, said, I don't know. I'll ask him. <laughs> Good song. <laughs> Uh, Louis, absolute pleasure. Yeah. Love to have you on again. Maybe come on a round table one time. Um, yeah, definitely. With the fans. Yeah. Thanks a lot, chap. And um, I'll, well, I'll see you at the game. Yeah, I'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, take care, mate. Thank you for having me. Cheers. And now over to our SBTS fan round table. Thanks as ever to Robbie, Leon, Ian, Andy, John, George and Charlotte for making it happen. Right. Well, Mr. Wills isn't here. This is our traditional now reminder phone call because John's probably fell asleep. He likes these support calls that I give him. Likes to feel wanted. <laughs> you have to go through his agent, his people. Exactly. Yeah, well, Andy's saying, you know, we have to go through your agent these days. Are you, are you coming on or what? So what are, you, what are you up to then? You're just dying. You need to get off the phone and ring the emergency services then. Tell him to ring 101, not plug up the system. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that on the round table? You want to talk about body cake? Get, get, just get on, you git. All right, hang on. All right. Hurry up. I, I definitely don't want a rectal view of, of Mr. Gasson. That's definitely not what anyone needs. Oh, that's my front. How many people in that angle? Yeah, exactly. So obviously you've been watching some Polish art films or something and uh, changing his camera angles. Every rap video from the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. It needs to be inside a cheese grater for that. Yes, (laughs) there's a Jamiroquai video inside a cheese grater. (laughs) Kev, hope you're all right, mate, if you're listening to the podcast. Haven't seen you. Miss you. And seeing Robbie being wheeled away in that chair on Saturday just made me think I do actually miss having Kev. Well, you'd rather have Kev there than Robbie 100%. in a wheelchair. Yeah, Rob looked like a dick. Kev looks all right. The, the sympathy that poor old Robbie gets. <laughs> I bought him a beer. The ambulance crew were surprised. Come over with a best bitter while they were like sawing his fur. For, what's, for those, the, what's the story there then he just took a tumble didn't he he just collapsed down the stairs the best the, thing was terrace stairs. We, we, we'd scored four goals and one right we're top of the league but he injured himself celebrating lancing getting a draw at ashford <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing about that whole story true commitment it was quite a spectacular tumble as well it came out of nowhere yeah, that's what he's like, though. I wasn't even surprised. Bit of contact, and he felt like he was entitled to go yeah, down. Yeah, kind of he anticipated yeah. it, didn't he? A yeah. bit of anticipation there. Drew the challenge. He drew. <laughs> <laughs> well, have we? Well, what, right, you've got people playing chess. You've got what you got in your hand, John? 
It's called a book, Chris. <laughs> yeah. What now, are these things? What are these things? My insulin. I'll just do that. So I just, it's out of insulin. So if I expire halfway through, you know why. That's my excuse for leaving. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John, my line every time I hear things like that. Just uh, which pockets your wallet in? Hmm. What? <laughs> John, I've been saying the same line for donkey's years. Which wallet, which pockets your wallet in? All right, it's now dead. That's dead on arrival. Yeah. Joke now. No, All right, back it out. Don't get crowd. it. As in, you know, I don't really care about you. I'm just going to have your wallet. Oh, I, if I die, oh, I got That's for a theme of what you're talking about with Robbie, I thought. Yeah, that, that was interesting. As he was laying there, writhing in agony, what I thought that? his best mate would be rushing over to him. And checking if he's all right. Instead, he you uh, he got halfway down there with his drumstick in his hand, and then thought, "Shall I go and comfort him? Shall I go and see if he's all right?" No, I'll start a charm directed at him. Wank banker. <laughs> Who did that? You did. Oh yeah, you... yeah. That's right though. <laughs> Unbelievable. You got, you got half the way down as though you were going to check on him anxiously and then you stopped and then you could see it ticking through your mind and then you started that chant. Um, I can't be too critical because I joined you in on it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and who says we're uncaring? <laughs> Chaps, it gives me great, and ladies actually, because we've got a lady present as well. We've got the wonderful Flat White Andy. We've got Leon. We've got the returning Ian. We've got Johnny Wills. We've got Charlotte somewhere. And we've also got the ginger ninja himself, Georgie boy. Thanks for coming on. Yes, another week. Uh, another glorious, glorious victory on what we hope is going to be the promised land of... But yeah, we, may, we better not talk about that. I didn't think the game was going to happen on Saturday. I, honestly, I just thought that was rained off, and with a miracle, uh, we well, we may have lost the groundsman. I'm not sure if um, Mr. Rudkins is a happy man, and they managed to get that game on. I mean, it's tremendous from the club. Uh, you know, it was great to see everyone mucking in. Uh, any thoughts on? I mean, uh, was it just me? I mean, did we all think it was rained off? I mean, yeah, no, I, I said it was rained off to be honest. I was pretty convinced, I must admit. I was continually checking, even to the point when we got out of the van. Yeah. A word on that. So, it's a tough one, because obviously Simon Rudkins, experienced groundsman, um, we know we had a year without him, and the pitch wasn't as good, um, and he got to respect what he says about the pitch, and it had been played on Thursday uh, for the under-23s, Um in a, in a big match as well. Um, and it, it is, it's is a tough one. And I think first, like, thanks to Simon Rudkins, uh, his expertise getting that game on because not a lot of other groundsmen would have been able to work that pitch. So it was playable, even if he wasn't certain it was playable. And I just think now, in a time where over the last two years, we've had so many games called off um, for all sorts of reasons, and we could do in the future... And you've got 900 people there wanting to see a game of football. Um, oh, it's just so important to get the game on. But like the next home game in two weeks' time, 
I know it's used for other reasons, but the next like men's home game in two weeks' time could get called off for any sort of reason. And, we, you know, we might not use the pitch again almost almost this month. So they've got to be the priority of getting the game on. And I think the ref made the, made the right call. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, George. Um, and and the pitch generally played okay, didn't it? You know, we saw some some great football out there. It's one of, one of the best performances uh, we've seen from the team this season. I I thought it, it is it is a a dodgy decision. I to, I mean, it's a big decision to make. But what how important it is to be have those three points and the teams below us chasing us, they've got the pressure. You know, they've got to win games in hand. And even if they do, they're not on the same level points as us. But it's a tremendous, it a tremendous result. And considering how the other results went, it, it, you know, to have got that game up and running is big credit to whoever was involved. And that includes... Who said... That includes Simon as well, doesn't it, for his work on the pitch. It's just one of those things. It's going to get battered at times. I think most importantly, when I was watching the game, I never thought it was dangerous. Mm. I'm sure we've all been at games that have been abandoned where the ball, if someone makes a pass and the ball just stops dead in its tracks and that's when people start, you know, flying into tackles. You've got, you know, strong athletic blokes out there that are capable of making strong tackles. And yeah, when it gets dangerous someone could get hurt. But throughout the game, I didn't think it was ever dangerous for him, which yeah. I think is the most important important thing, really. I mean, obviously, you know, Simon's going to be putting his hair out over the pitch. But for, for, for me as a fan, I just wanted to see a game of football. I'm sure the players wanted to see it, wanted to play football. Mm. And yeah, like I say, I never thought it was dangerous for him out there. Didn't play that way, did it? It wasn't a... You wouldn't have... No. It, we, we played some fantastic football. No, there, were ve- there were very few occasions where the ball held up at all, really. There were, there, you know, a couple of splashy bits, but other than that, uh, it played really well. I mean, it's, you know, it's a sort of testament to the condition of the pitch overall, isn't it, really, that it can cope with that level of rainfall at all without turning into a quagmire. Mm. Um, I mean, just, just before coming on here with you guys, I was scrolling through Twitter, and uh, I don't know if you know Asher, who manages Hollinson. He took a quick video. Oh, of blimey, yeah. Out. It was ridiculous how that game went ahead. That was stupid. So I think he tweeted Simon, like, you know. I'm not trying to wind him up at all. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what what a game. Managed to get it on. Just shout outs to Billy and um, credit (laughs) to Mr. Bernie. Uh, Gary Histed, obviously, because he's involved with everything. And um, a few other fans for cracking in because there was a corner, it was a little bit dodgy mm. and they managed to clear a ton of, ton of water and get that game going. Uh, brilliant stuff. And I mean, who wants to start on the actual match? Cause the mat, the match itself was, uh, it's just love every second of it. Well, who wants to start on that? Uh, well, well, if you want. Yeah, go on in. Um, please. Yeah. I thought I th- it was just, it was really fun. Wasn't it? I thought Faversham were really fun in a kind of rubbish way, but they were really fun. They kind of came and attacked. <laughs> Which yeah. is always, a, you know, very few teams come to the pilot field and go, right, we're going to come and attack. Uh, and it sort of seemed like a strange decision in, until you kind of worked out that the reason they were doing that is because they didn't have a midfield or a defence to speak of, really. <laughs> uh, so incredibly vulnerable as soon as we got the ball. Um, 
But, you know, in the first half, Louis, Louis was outstanding in the first half. He made a yeah. really brilliant save in the first couple of minutes and then was just, you know, absolutely secure and safe. And but he had quite a lot to do. Um, it was just that every, every time we got the ball, we kind of carved him open. Mm. And, um, and you know, obviously, uh, after, after half time, we really took him apart. There was a moment just, just, before, just at, the, at the stroke of half time where Gary and the coaching staff kind of stayed outside stayed out of the dressing room and were kind of obviously sort of deep in conversation about something. And I couldn't really tell what it was, but, you know, immediately, immediately in the second half, we just took them apart really. So I don't know what, what change they were making or what tinkering they were doing, but wherever it was, it worked. But yeah. I thought Faversham were fun. They had a number nine who sort of fell over screaming in a kind of <laughs> entertaining fashion. They had a number 10 who lost it completely with various of his teammates, which is always entertaining. I thought they were they were crap but fun, which is what we want. That's what you want in an opponent, isn't it? Crap but fun. But were they as bad as Whitstable? I thought Whitstable were worse than them, but then maybe that's just me. Oh no, yeah, I, thought, I thought Whitstable were worse. I thought Faversham did, did try to yeah did try to take us on a bit. And coming back mm. to yeah what Ian said about that save of Louis in the first five minutes was, was really, really, really was a good, one of the best saves I've seen this season. That bloke hit it so hard at him from point blank range and how it didn't go through him. I'll never know. And, and he caught everything. He caught his new gloves. It's that, that, that December, you know, December uh, player of the month, his new uh, AB gloves. Yeah. But they, they did try to, they did try to, they, they, and they, Rather painfully in the second half, they never gave up as well, which I thought was pretty irritating. Just, everybody wanted to call it quits. So after Jack Dixon went off, I think everybody wanted to sort of just tuck it up and, you know, mm. they, they just wouldn't stop trying, which I, which I think Hang everyone on. found. Lady boys, good. lady boys. Gone, sorry, gone. <laughs> but it's a right lady boy reference there, sorry. Bit niche. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, for our, one for our specialist fans. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they so all credit to them for that. I thought... Um, and I thought both the pitch was did was playable, um, and and both teams played well on the pitch. They didn't go sliding around like a load of burks trying to take each other out as well. So the, it's almost like they took responsibility, and it became a better game because of that. Mm. They got the game played. To be fair, particularly when Faversham were getting hammered, they never really bitched about the pitch at all. You know no, what they no. could have done, which was which was good of them. You know, really good of them. You know, there was, well, that was no moments. They were only one, only one nil down at half times. So they didn't go marching into the referees' room. If they were four nil down, they might have gone battering the referees' dressing room down. Well, it stopped raining by that point, hadn't it? Yeah, so, and yeah. the pit playing all right, really. You know, in yeah. just a few areas, but generally it was it didn't affect the game. Well, you could look, you could just point to the first goal we scored. You know, that's lovely passing football on mm. a pitch where the ball's running true. You know. And the third goal as well with um, Cisse cutting through, and if that if the pitch was unplayable there, then the ball would have stopped after he if it looked like he nutmeg the player as he went through. The ball would have just stopped if it wasn't playable. So um, yeah, it's held up really well. He did. Yeah. He came in from that area where it was at its worst, <laughs> where um, yeah, Billy was Billy was down there sweeping away and ruined probably ruined another pair Chelsea of Chelsea boots. Ru- ruined another pair of Brantano's finest footwear. I wouldn't mind betting, but uh, <laughs> I see him scampering out in his his football boots at half time. He couldn't couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get out there in his football boots. Talking of his shoes, what was he wearing, George? 
remember when he did the we did the Q and A afterwards? What he was wearing a new pair. He got them honestly, from Chris. Seriously, Chris, I don't, rem- I don't remember any of the Q&A. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah, gone. Yeah. I was you were completely drunk. gone, mate. I don't remember anything. I know I said some things. I don't know what I said, um, but I'm sure they were nice. So, yeah, yeah. I don't ask me about the Q&A. Okay, right. Well, yeah, talking about the game, let's talk about the goals. Uh, ben Pope, a couple of cracking goals. Obviously, Finn Amara scoring that overhead um I lost well I had a fresh beer in my hand and that I lost most of that the and then obviously Cissé getting a goal as well uh, you know th- let's talk about some of those I mean is any the thin yeah, goal I want to talk Jesus I want to talk about that front three that to me that's the best performance from any front three lineup we've had this season as a unit Nori was fantastic as well on the right providing a real threat so it's not like anyone could go and you know double up or Move, move a better defender over to cover Cisse because Nori was a real threat as well. Um, ben Pope and defensively, again. and defensively as well. Yeah, Norrie. and defensively, proper, proper on it. Um, but I'm, anno- I'm annoyed at one of our defenders. But, um, but okay. the Ben Pope another assist as well with a flick on. Um, but the defender I'm annoyed at is Finn O'Mara because actually this yeah. is a time when we're trying to negotiate a fee for a player and he's decided <laughs> to up his value <laughs> overhead kick. Can you not, mate? Can you not? Can you save that until after we've after we've signed? Ridiculous. So, Did you yeah, see Craig not... Stone grab his head? Like, Jesus Christ, when he saw that ball, when he hit yeah. the overhead kick. Yeah. I'm just describing it today at work. And they're like, what, proper overhead kick? Yeah, proper overhead kick. Not those ones that they call an overhead kick now that aren't really. Uh, yeah, so quite annoyed that shit, Finn. Figured away in a couple of weeks. That'd have been great. But yeah, what a goal. And yeah, another assist from Ben Pope too. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was it was a solid team performance. You, it, that's why it was difficult to pick match, match, wasn't it? You could pick out a few heroes from from the back or midfield, and and of course then you had a spectacular performance by Ben again. Shows really shows how much we miss him when he's not in the side. But it's the best I've ever seen Nori play. I think. He, he was just, he's like had a confidence back and was going forward. And then the other side, you've got, as you said, George, Cissé, every time he got the ball, he, he was putting that defender in threat, wasn't he? And, and going past him or or cutting inside. It was just, yeah, it was really dynamic. It reminded me of a couple of seasons ago when we had two wide players on great form and, you know, it was, it was a threat every time we were going forward. I think Cissé was probably I think probably my man of the match. I must admit, he really, really, really made things happen. Him and particularly in the first half, Nori, um, the way they just hugged the... T- I mean, Cissé must have been bloody lonely over there in the um, on the far side with, with no spectators in that weather. But he just hugged that touchline and the, and the ball, it was always on. That ball was always on and he really... Yeah, really gave them a lot of trouble and, you know, contributed to two goals and scored his own goal and was never, they never, never got to grips with him at all. Yeah, he definitely deserved a goal. Mm. You know, if you're not mm. getting man in the match, get a goal. So, I mean... A uh, bit of a bummer, they, they didn't announce his name, though, did they? <laughs> did they, they not? It as no, Finn they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they... a bit harsh. Okay. But, yeah. yeah it was, it was one of those games where really you could look right across the whole team and there was no there was no sort of less than seven or eight out of ten performances really there were people who had quieter games 
because they had, you know, cause, just because of what the way that the game panned out. But, you know, like Jack Dixon and Sam Adams and Ryan Worrell in midfield would, you know, absolutely boss the whole thing. Um, one thing, yeah. one thing I noticed that was fantastic about Jack Dixon. He went off after sixty minutes, and his kit was completely clean. And it was just, it just showed how good a game he'd had that he hadn't had to be sort of lunging around and making those tackles. He, he was actually playing in the right place, making things happen. And yeah, he said he went off after sixty minutes, and he was pretty clean. I thought that really just summed up how good a game he'd had. Bad a season so far. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, George, but the the uh, with Tom Chalmers being out, you know, that was it. Marcus Goldsmith was in, and I oh, thought, yeah, I, thought yeah. I thought he had a, a very good game considering. I thought we did, it didn't, it, it wasn't massively noticeable that Tom wasn't there, so it was some um, well, Marcus gets forward again as well, hmm. not not quite as a different player to Tom, obviously, but he gets forward again, so it gives the gives the midfield and the defender on that side problems because they because they've got. A winger, and they and they got him coming up as well. So it mm. just really gives people problems. That that's no, good. It's good. Um, any more words on um, Faversham? Anyone want to talk about anything else about Faversham? Just the only downside was that that sort of bad injury right at the end of the second half, and we just hope that lad will be up and running again soon. Which lad, John? Robbie. Oh, <laughs> Robbie. Oh, all right. It's fine. I thought, I thought you were referring to the sarcastically to the Faversham bloke who not only laid down, he laid down on the far side of the pitch. And if I was the fizzy, I would have just told him to piss off. <laughs> I, <laughs> I ain't running all the I ain't running all the way over there, mate, just for you to get back up again, which is what happened. I bet he was cursing as he jogged across that pitch. There were some great moments though, weren't there? Just there was one bit where Sam Adams made a run from midfield late on. And it was like a, it was like he was running across ice as he just sort of ran tippy toed through the pitch with the with the ball at his feet, and it was just um... talking to Robbie, by the way. So much, so entertaining. <clears throat> we we have Robbie. We have a late comer in Robbie. Talking of entertaining, show us your foot, dickhead. I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Robbie, we've we've been really kind about you, Robbie, and we just want to know: Are you okay? Jesus Christ, you massive ass foot. Oh, COVID, COVID! You can't give us COVID. I thought you, hurt, I thought you hurt your foot. Yeah, he's got COVID. He's got COVID. <laughs> Isolate him. Well, we just we were mentioning. Well, actually, I didn't mention this. Someone else mentioned the fact that we all thought George were going to well, George was going to come and help you. Uh, you know, when you you obviously. You had anticipated some contact, but instead George stopped and started singing uh, a wanker, wanker chant that a few people <laughs> joined in. I mean, what's your feelings about that, Robbie? Uh, fully justified. <laughs> <laughs> Were you aware of that of sympathy as you were rising about in that? <laughs> oh, it's what I expect. It's fully what I expect. <laughs> Yeah. He falls over all the time. Honestly, you haven't known him as long as I have. Right? Mm. There's every, at least every year, there's a notable fall over from Rob somewhere. Yeah. Sticks in the memory. Is that fake news, Robbie, or what? Uh, they usually don't end up hospital, to be fair. To be fair, I said to Daryl, can you take Robbie to the hospital? Because I did the last one. That's a genuine <laughs> quote. Technically, <laughs> <laughs> didn't take me, just rode in the ambulance that time. And I don't feel like that <laughs> <laughs> and there was yeah. a difference this time. 
I was actually that drunk to be fair. I just being stupid because Lansing held Rashford. What? Why are Lansing where Lansing are? What? What's? Because they just are. I don't understand though. I mean, they'd look pretty decent at the pilot field. Yeah, they've taken points off Ashford and Cray in the last month or whatever. It's taken a title just to league, I think. So, see, first up from the counties, they've just got adjusted to it. I think they've settled in now. They're used to the opposition. And I think it's worked out how to play. Fair enough. Good answer. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. Right. Well, um, shall we talk? Shall we talk the Q&A with Gary? Yeah, please do. Yeah. So, George, you remember none of it. Yeah, that's why I want you to talk about it, because I'd like to find out what happened. Well, it wasn't that long. Uh, Leon, did you stay for it? Who's here that stayed for it? Just Wills? Yeah, I I did. Yeah. Uh, I don't don't know if you agree with me on it, uh, John, but it wasn't that long, but it was... It was good. Uh, Gary just um, just said, you know, steady, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves, you know, the usual stuff. Uh, but what was mentioned was Tyne Kiln, because uh, someone asked about Tyne Kiln and um, the fact that it's, Billy said that it's been, the council are delaying it again. And that he's, uh, have I got that one wrong, John? That's what he said. Yeah, there was, there was so, some talk about that. I was just thinking... What a great plan B we have if if we have to stay at the pilot field. You look around, you, you look around that ground. There, there's no other ground like it. We go to all these crummy little places, don't we? And and um, that that's such an amazing ground with such history behind it. And I know the <laughs> why we should and all that. But I'm just saying, what a plan B. Well, what, is- what is plan B? spend a bit of money doing it up and I know it but this know, is John Wills's plan B yeah go on <laughs> carry on yeah. you can explain this one to Billy yeah and then well, well I, all I'm just saying is if it does it if if it's the right thing then it's the right thing and people will know better than me obviously but um if if we end up staying there it's not the most it's not the worst place to be is it I remember George mentioning to to Billy about the attendance obviously we are getting big attendances now and the plan was was it to be about two thousand or two and a half thousand um initially it was about two wasn't it i think yeah was it and the fact that that obviously that's a nonsense that it needs to be bigger um and we had thousand again dancing who didn't bring hardly any supporters and you know just your run of the mill league game yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be bigger because it needs to be bigger for us to get into the National League South. So either way, something needs to happen. As I say, I'm going to talk to Billy next week, try and get him on, um, and have a chat about this because the council are apparently delaying it longer. It's got nothing to do with um, opposition from uh, from people that live there. Apparently, so I I I, I don't know. So I'm I, I don't want to guess. And he left it at that. Is that is that that was my recollection, John? But I had had a few beers. You had, and you were asking a lot of questions. My only question was Well, no one else was asking questions, John. Well, question. Mm? I asked a question. The was question it? was why do you keep allowing Laverick to ask so many questions? 
So I mean, so I've got to work with here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I actually gave the questions to Smithy, yeah? And I said, because I didn't think I'd be there. I was forced to drink alcohol and I stayed longer than I should have done. I was supposed to be doing a family thing. And uh, Smithy said, no, you've got to ask the questions now because he didn't want to talk. So I asked some questions and then John started. Well, what is yeah. a pause? I've just done some research on Lansing. And basically, I've, I've gone from their game against Chichester at the start of the season and then the game they played against us and the starting 11s, there's only like two players that are in both starting 11s. So they've got different right. players. So I would expect a tougher game when we go there on Easter Monday than even than we had at the, at the pilot field. So, yeah, different players. I saw they had Ansu Janet at the start of the season who oh. get, and they don't now. So I imagine perhaps getting rid of him, that means they can bring in some other players. Um, I don't imagine he was cheap. So perhaps it's that. And they've uh, found their feet a little bit. But Lansing's ground should be good, shouldn't it? So, so Robbie, are you here, still here? Yeah, I'm still here. So I think it's a bit of dinner. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, so... Basically, he is the new Kev Towner. That is, <laughs> that is what Robbie is, eating food on the podcast. Got a wheelchair. I mean... <laughs> You're not in a wheelchair. <laughs> you still oh, in a wheelchair? No, not in a wheelchair, no. On crutches. I was in a wheelchair at the ground, so... You didn't have a, a, a lovely assistant, though, did you? You had Daryl. Oh, that was a lovely assistant. No, I'm not, I'm not in the same league as, as Kev's assistant, to be fair. Did anyone get that? I didn't understand any of that. Sorry? What did you say? Sorry, eating still. I won't quit that down. Definitely Kev. Definitely Kev now. You sound a lot like the teacher from Charlie Brown. <laughs> Old, older people will get that reference, uh, Leon. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not doing it on my category. Yeah, you are in my category, mate. Yeah. All right. Um, right, okay, so moving on from the Q&A, what, what, one of the things we were, were going to have was the under-23s on today because they made the final. Unfortunately, some of them got to do a bit of coaching and things like that, and they're young lads. They don't want to do things like this. So uh, they... Uh, past their bedtime sort of thing. Is that... I'm keeping that in. Well done, Ian. Yes, past their bedtime. These little. Have youth... they got wind that we hadn't all been police checked? <laughs> <laughs> so, Fucking hell, speak for yourself, Andy. Well, no, George is going to be. George, check his hard drive. Check his hard drive, George. <laughs> right? Right. Unbelievable stuff. So under 23s, they've made the final... Uh, Lansing, 27th of January, by the way, for anyone that wants to go. It's a bloody Thursday evening, which... But Lansing? Yeah, it's... Oh, oh that's, that's, that's a shame, because that's a shit drive as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's about an hour and a half, isn't it? About an hour and a half. Well, it's not the distance, it's just the roads. Once you get getting past Brighton, you've got Lewis, the Lewis snarl up, and then those shore onto Lansing. Is oh, yeah, the, the traffic lights and... The what tons. a shit piece of road that is. No offence. <clears throat> yeah, don't, well, you don't actually, up- yes, offence. They should yeah, get it sorted. You don't want to upset anyone in the Brighton area. They're very, they get very easily offended. Well, I'm sure they probably want that road. I'm sure they want that road sorted as much as we do. Mm, well, so that's that. So anyway, this is a stupid question. They're yeah. playing Lansing, yeah? No, they're playing at Lansing. Right. Um, uh, I, I was looking for a New Haven, something like that. Who is it, Leon? Sorry. I'm not 100%. I think it might be either Eastbourne Town or New Haven. Because that was a thing I couldn't find out, who they were actually playing. Yeah, it's Eastbourne or New Haven. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit annoying. Um, 
because that obviously will affect the attack. It would have been real great. If it had been a weekend, a few of us could have got down there. But Yeah, it's a bit I, of a shame for the team, really, isn't it? I'm working anyway that first day. But... Well, especially if they're playing Eastbourne or New Haven, because it's not exactly convenient for them either, is it really? Yeah, to be empty ground, probably. But... Mm. Better off having it this side of Brighton. Bloody Lansing. Right. Uh, chaps, do we have anything else we want to mention? Otherwise, I shall bid you lovely people adieu. Yeah, a bit of a save the date in general for Hastings fans. Um, I've heard rumours, strong rumours that there's going to be some reduced price coaches going to Ashford for the game on the 29th. And by the time this one goes out, and if you're listening to this podcast on Dave, the game will be this week. So, um, yeah, get on, have a look at getting on a coach. I know there's a target from the club to take take a few hundred and wouldn't be great if we outnumbered them at their own grounds for that massive fixture. So, to, you know, save the date. If it's one that you usually can't get to or away travel's expensive, um, keep your eyes and ears open for some hopefully reduced travel for the Ashford game. Yeah, usually Rob French uh, gets that information out there. Um, mm. And it is usually a little bit discounted for people that are in the supports club. 10% is, isn't it? Whitstable. Um, who are we playing Saturday? It's Whitstable. Whitstable yeah, yeah. away. There's, there's discounted travel for supports club members. If you want to go on the coach... And believe me, there's some entertainment on that coach. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we need to lie. There is some entertainment on that coach. If you go, um, do I say any more? I don't want to say. We have the most diverse fan base. Yeah, we have the most diverse fan base. That's it. That's what I need to say. Yeah, I went. I went for the first time to VCD on that coach. Is yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are traveling if there's more there should be more than one coach so you can watch leon get on one coach and you can get on the other. <laughs> I, I was just going to ask that whether there's going to be a quiet coach actually <laughs> main, main stand only yeah main, main stand, stand. Coach. that's right just, and there's going to be there's going to be one coach and it's only terracing on the coach so just all stood up i'd go on the one where they, they hand you all a word search as you, as you get on or something like that <laughs> word search or crochet <laughs> Oh, well. um, on a historical note, talking mm. about glory, glory days back to the pilot field, um, I was looking, I was just reading this book actually, um, Roger Sindon. Can you see what it is? Yes, yes. yes. yeah, yeah. All right. well, the people on the podcast can't, but yes, go on. <laughs> this is going out on video. <laughs> this is going out on video as well, by the way. But John, please repeat what the book's called. It's called Hastings United Through Time. It's by Roger Sindon. And it was just interesting. We had a manager called Bobby Drake back in the 50s. Great manager. He, did he know Charlie Drake? Sorry, 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 no, sorry, sorry. His father was Ted Drake, who played for Arsenal in the 30s and was renowned goal scorer. Scored seven goals at Aston Villa for Arsenal in one match. Um, and I just just thought that was it was fantastic times these those days in the 50s and early 60s at the pilot field with crowds between 5,000 and 9,000 you know it, it makes you think and the whole of the side opposite the main stand it was tiered left and it was packed, absolutely packed with people about the same time as they they had the speedway going as well which was eventually the speedway was drawing in crowds of eight to eight thousand easy, 
and um, it was complaints from the neighbours that meant that the plug was pulled on that. But it just, I just, I suppose it's going back to the history involved with this, with the pilot field. Mm. How old are you, Dan? About fifteen. <laughs> I was just going to ask him if they passed him over their heads down to the front so he could see. Yeah, flat, actually, Flat White Andy knew he'd have been at that match when Ted Drake scored seven. Yeah, in those days, I was Nest Cafe Andy. They were different times. <laughs> he was Snuffbox Andy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It would have been Camp Coffee, wouldn't it? That's what it would have been in those days. Yes, oh, camp, camp coffee, coffee, the stuff in a bottle. And shag tobacco, probably. Or whether, I don't know whether Camp Andy, I don't know whether we'll stick with that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's been said before. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, oh I can rip a tissue. Right. Um, on that note, I said, well, I think we've lost George and uh, Robbie already. Uh, on that note, let us bid all you lovely Hastings fans goodbye. Thank one last you. thing, Chris. Just wanted to say one thing. Um, we're top of the league, Chris. Yeah, I just don't think that's been mentioned enough this week. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. We're top of the league. Best team. Oh, Highest attendances awesome. in the country at our level. Enjoy it. Great time, isn't it? So, yeah, I think, have a smile I think we do. Facebook. I think we yeah. do, don't we, George? Yeah, we do enjoy it a bit. Yeah, just like, yeah. I know everyone's being a bit like, oh, a bit tentative about saying we're going up and things like that, but we should enjoy it. Yeah. Well, Louis Rogers for next week's podcast. He's not being tentative, just so you know. He's excellent, good, good. So, um, chaps, Andy, Leon, Ian, John, uh, an injured Robbie, and the lovely George and Charlotte. Thank you very much, and uh, see you at the game. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it for another week, use fans. And what a week it was. We had sensational Cissé, Sweet Pope Perfection and Finn the Fantastic. Can't wait for Whitstable. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week and see you at the game.